they will save you. I was speaking to a gentleman recently who was very involved in Alcoholics Anonymous. And he was sharing with me that he goes to a meeting every day and he makes a conscious choice to, obviously, but avoid bars. He's very disciplined, even to the point of, he's like, I, I usually go to bed very early and then I wake up early. He said, for me, I can just think of so many memories of bad things that happened at night and vices that I gave into. And so I just want to be a person of the day now. And so he, he's very intentional about living his life in this, this certain lane because this is where he's found peace. And he knows that if he were to, to veer off at all, that it would be very easy just to, to fall back into just some very ugly, unhappy things. Our readings today speak of how when God gives us his commandments, there's, there's a path before us of life. The reading from Sirach says, if you choose, it's our choice, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. God gives us freedom. And he says, whatever you choose, you shall receive that. Even all the way to the point where people will say, well, how, how could a good God send people to hell? But our Catholic theology is that, no, the, the people who go to hell are because they've chosen to go there. What? Yeah, the people, the, the conscious choice that to turn our back on the Lord, to say, I don't, I don't want you. I'm going to do it my way instead of doing it his way. And the Lord says, you have freedom. You have freedom to follow me and freedom to walk away. However, God doesn't want us to have to like grasp and figure it out for ourselves. He, he gives us his law, the commandments, to, to show us this path. It's kind of like, they're like the, the lights on the runway, like showing us the, the path. It's like the, the guardrails on the road to happiness. It, it's like, a, it reminds me a little bit of a more modern example, might be a Mario Kart, right? So you can, as long as you, I'm terrible. So you're like, as long as you stay, you're fine. You're smooth sailing. And you can go over here, but you're going to get slowed down. You're going to be unhappy. And if you get really far, they just pick you up and drop you back on the path. <laughs> but that's, that's what God gives us. That God, God has shown us this path not to restrict us, but to show us the path to, to happiness. It, it, by analogy, it's like when you go to your doctor and, and they're like, you know, are you smoking? And you're like, well... And it's like, he's, you can smoke, but it's not going to lead to your happiness. And I say, well, I, I smoke because it relieves my stress. It's like, well, why don't we look at what's causing you stress? Let's deal with that. And, and that's how the Lord works. The Lord says, let's, let's get to the deeper issues that are causing the more visible things. And that's what he gets into in the gospel. He says, you've, you've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. And whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother 
will be liable to judgment. That, that if I have, if I'm angry, it's because there's some sort of injustice going on there. And, and what God is saying, what Jesus is inviting us is to, let's, let's look at what's under that. Before we ever say an angry word or an, do an angry action, that, that the source of that, the source of the problem is not that person who provoked me. The source of my anger is actually within me. Something's getting triggered here. That's why you can, have, you can have two people in the same exact situation and then something happens and they can react very differently. It's not the situation, it's what's within the person. And the Lord wants to give us that healing and that peace at a deeper level. He goes on, You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. The problem is not the pretty girl. The problem is my brokenness that thinks that she is the answer to my problems. The problem's not out there. And as we experience healing deep down, we can look at any woman that God created and see her as a beautiful creation, as my sister in Christ, somebody's daughter, somebody's spouse. Do you see how that works? Like the Lord, he, want, he wants that healing to be deep down. And so we, we have the commandments and the law to kind of help remind us and guide us. But, but what's beautiful is when, when our hearts are transformed, I don't need the law. Like I don't need a commandment to tell me not to kill somebody. Most people don't need a commandment to not commit adultery. But it, it's, it's helpful to be reminded of that, but the Lord wants to move us at a deeper level towards that happiness. And so that's, that's the whole point of morality. Morality is about happiness. But, but I want to kind of just talk a little bit about a perspective that I see around just to help shed some light on it. I was working with a married or an engaged couple not too long ago, and they were they were saying, "I'm like, okay, so you going to mass?" And they're like, "Nah, not really." I was like, "Okay." Um, I was like, "But you're here for marriage prep. You want to?" They said, "Well, we yeah, we want to get married in the church, and we want to raise our children Catholic because it's really important that they know what's right and wrong." I was like, "Is is that what is that what Christianity is? Is Christianity?" An ethic? Is it, is it merely right and wrong, good and evil? And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. It, it's just, it just tells you what you can and can't do, it's, that it's about morality. But that, that's like saying that driving is about avoiding going 10 over, because that's where you get a ticket, and you know, trying to go on the right way on the one-way, confusing Flagstaff streets. You know? like, that, that's such a narrow view of that. It's like, no, no, no. Driving is so much more than that. And, and, and Christianity, is, Christianity is about salvation in Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came because he saw me, Father Matt Lowry, over here. And he said, there's something better. I want to put you on this path to your ultimate happiness. And I want to walk with you on that whole journey. And so, I, 
you know, maybe a, another little, just a couple different ways to think about it. I was thinking about how come, how come a lot of our friends who are Catholic aren't here with us? And I think without realizing it, as we were raised, a lot of people were told, do what's good, you know, avoid evil, but without actually connecting it to the one who is good. That if life and, and faith is all about just like, don't do that, do this, it's like, I got better things to do with my time. But that's not what our faith is about. Our faith is about our good God who holds nothing back from us, but comes to meet us where we're at and to walk us on this path towards happiness. And I think there's a lot of people who haven't, didn't make that connection. And maybe, maybe we're still working on that connection. That if we're here tonight, because it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. It's what I'm supposed to do. The Lord is, is inviting us to relationship. It's like in the story, you might know I like the prodigal son story, right? So, um, like the older brother, he's sitting there, and he's like, all these years I've served you. Never once have I disobeyed one of your orders. Like, I'm doing everything you want. But he feels so distant from his father. And the father's like, this is what I want. I actually want, I don't want your doing. I want a relationship. I don't care about your doing. Which we see with the other son. The other son, he, he totally breaks all the rules. But with God, it doesn't matter how far we've run or how many mistakes we've made. That, that the moment the son turns back, the father runs to him. And so yours and my invitation is to turn back. And, and to keep turning back. That, that we're going to fall. Here, here's an image I was thinking about. Is, you know, on this road, let's say I'm, let's say I'm carrying like a bowl of water. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to walk this tightrope and not spill any of the water. But then, then life happens and, oh, oh, man, I messed up. I totally sinned. Ah, and I can't get it back. I messed it up. That's where I feel like a lot of people are. It's like, I, I messed it up, and, and I can't get it back. What's the point anymore? But that's where Jesus enters the picture. And he's the one who comes with his living water to fill, to fill us up again. And to encourage us and say, keep going. Like, I know you're going to trip. I know you're going to fall. That doesn't matter. Let me... Let me be with you. And, and so as we, what do we do when we sin, we mess up? Is we turn back to the sacrament of confession where the Lord just restores that baptismal purity and grace where he pours his divine life into us. He, he, he helps us fix the bowl so that we can actually hold his grace again. We come to the Eucharist to be strengthened. We turn to our, our daily prayer. That I, you know, people will come to confession and they'll be like, here's... Here's 20 things I've done wrong. And then I'll just look at them and I'll say, sometimes I'll just say, how's your prayer between you and God today? And they're like, what? Oh, 21, Father, dang it. And I was like, no. I, hey. I was like, I, it's not about the sin. It's not about how many times you tripped. It's about getting better and better at turning back. <clears throat> about, about turning the bowl and letting him fill it again. And, and allowing him to, to walk with us. Like, that's what, it, it's, that's what matters. You know, people will be asked, maybe you've been asked this before, 
they'll ask on campus, they'll say, hey, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? And a lot of people will say, just their first reaction is, ah, I think so, I hope so, I'm a good person. But, But that's actually a heresy, Pelagianism, that was condemned in the fourth century, that that me going to heaven is not based on my goodness. It's not based on me not spilling any water. It's, It's about allowing the life of Jesus to be poured into me continually so that when the Father looks at me, he sees his Son. That Jesus is Jesus is my one is my ticket to heaven. Jesus saves us. Not how well I've walked that line. But, but walking the line is important. Keeping the commandments just helps me stay focused and, and it helps remind me about what makes for happiness because we get so easily confused. And so the better Catholic answer is, you know, are, if you were to die today, are you going to heaven? Is God is so good and he has held nothing back from my happiness and my eternal happiness. And if he wants to take me today, I trust completely in him and his goodness and he's with me, and I hope I go to heaven today. I'm, I'm saved by grace through faith. You see, the man I mentioned to you in the beginning, who was involved in AA, that was only part of the story. The, the, the fuller story is his life changed when he came to know Christ. That his real sobriety came when he felt the power of God in his own weakness. And that now he, he, he goes to confession every month. That he goes to daily mass as often as he can. And one of the things he does when he gets up super early is he prays for like an hour. And it reminds him of the Lord walking with him this day. The Lord who desires a relationship with him. And that no matter how much good and you know he does, that the commandments are not going to save him. But Jesus Christ and his saving grace with me will.